Revivify, design and building pros podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Revivify podcast. I'm your host, Grace Mace. Today, I'm here with Ronaldo Flores, the owner and executive director of Flores Artscape Incorporated. He's a landscape contractor with over 20 years of experience in the field, starting his own landscape company in 2004. Their specialization in irrigation systems, concrete, and paper installation, as well as salt installation. And landscape is an area that I've always been interested in, but have limited knowledge. And I'm very excited to talk with Ronaldo today and to learn from him here on Revivify. Thank you, Ronaldo. You're very welcome. It was an honor. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity of sharing this, uh, I guess, experience and knowledge with others. And uh, hopefully it's that good for somebody. And it's always good, you know, because you, you're valuable. You can help others. So I would like to do that. Thank you for being here. I understand your father introduced you to landscape. Can you tell us a little about yourself and your company? Yeah. Coming to this country, of course, there's the dream of succeed, flourish, and get ahead in life. And uh, a lot of times when you have, you don't have the big education with the big university and all the certificates, you still got to make it go right. Inside of each of us, you know, there's dreams, whether we have education or not, that's what we live for, you know, to accomplish them one way or the other. And to me, it was to succeed. But then uh, lacking education, it's like, the question is how? But having a purpose and a dream, I think, is, is a gasoline, is a, is a power. And I had that. My dad started doing maintenance, gardening, and landscaping. And we started it. And he always said, give a good service to people and an honest service. And, of course, you know, I was a teenager. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't even want to work in gardening. I don't like it. But as we went, I was paying the rent. I started getting into it and doing the trimming for trees and and I loved it. And you start getting in uh, contact and communication with the plants and the water and the dirt. And, and you go, hmm, there's something to it. And then uh, seeing a customer happy after we did work, seeing that created an effect on me. I was like, oh, wow. I'm like a mother, you know, when they, she serves food for the kids. And, and they'll say, mom, it was great. And the mom, even if the mother doesn't eat, she feels happy because she did something for them. I think that goes for any business. So I kind of got the viewpoint, you know, if I have my customers happy, they'll pay, they'll pay for it. And I built it on that. And um, it was a good thing for my dad that I, I got and kept those values and basics in. I love it. And for us, we think about how we touch every home, whether it's the landscape, hardscape, the homes itself, is how it impacts the family. And when the parents achieve something meaningful and, and could be an extremely powerful experience for the children, uh, you know, for them, ultimately, it's role model they look after and realizing, hey, I can do this, too. Yes, very important. I think uh, now we got to have dreamers. We got to have the kids dreaming and allow them to dream. Parents, they got to dream and allow them to dream. People have dreams of proving their their, their home, their house for their kids, for the dog, to retire, to sell the house. They bought the house. They want to change the house. There's always a purpose. And I think uh, understanding the purpose and the reason why somebody wants to do something, you know, and you help them accomplish it, we all win. And uh, that's where the uh, organizing skills come in that I had to learn to run the business, helping people achieve their goals with their landscape. 
I noticed that it takes good communication and respecting your customer and understanding the customer and back and forth communication. You build that trust. And when there's trust, it's easier to communicate back and forth, you know, because you're not cutting corners or no, you're, you're, you're honest, straight, and people love that. And that's how I've been building my business from scratch now to what I have. And I love it because as a family, we're still doing that. We keep those values. It pays off. That's beautiful. And I'm getting a little personal now. Most people will trust, enjoy, spend time with their family. But starting a business together is a whole different thing. <laughs> I understand florist in Spanish means flower. And it feels like you're really destined to start florist or escape as a family-owned business. So share with us a little bit about how you creating experience for people at the same time you start your own family business relationship. Really interesting because you're right. You know, sometimes it's really hard. Like when I, I remember when I asked my two sons, I have two sons and I said, you want to do landscape? And they said, no, I don't want to do landscaping. I was like, okay. <laughs> but to me, my, the business was paying for their education and uh, keeping the family together. My dad always like, he allowed me to be Afterwards, he says, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. If you do, okay. And I thought that was very powerful, having a freedom of choice and um, given to me, whether yes or not, to do it. And I thought, wow, okay, that feels good. Then, um, But because I already was doing it, I liked it. It felt good to make money, winning money and ex- exchanging your time and creativity for money. It, it, it was a good feeling. And I said, wow, okay. So then when I got married, my wife was also like, really, a gardening? And I said, yeah. So she got into it, and we both uh, studied creating. I was Then I kind of took the, the field and the, and the construction part of it, and then she took the administrative part of it. And uh, that made, made it very strong as um, owners and managers running it. And um, because a lot of times you're right, you can have a disagreement between you and your wife. Or what do you mean landscaping? I don't even like it. And uh, you go like, okay. But we had always have had good communication as a family. And, and uh, one of my sons is one of my managers today now too. He learned administration and he's applying it in the business. And he does other things. But I think it's the communication and having a purpose and a goal for, for something and we all in the family like to be of service of others. And in this case, for us, it's landscaping uh, services that we can offer. But then having that concept, then being able to organize it, because I think that's the hardest part to organize it and get an agreement in a family for a business. It's a little bit hard because they all have different viewpoints. But I think as a dad, as a husband, as a manager, as an owner, putting it all together and and still respecting each one of us with our own goals, but having a common purpose, it was key. And we're still family. Uh, we still do the things that we want to do, like to do. And um, now we have employees and we cannot line them up to that purpose. And they like it. And we want them and their families to also learn those basics and, and be a good family. And that's valuable to us. And they they love the company. They they work there. Sometimes they get offered even more money to go and work other places. And they say, no, you know, I'm happy here. And that's very valuable to us, to family. It's beautiful. The way you have laid out for us is respect and building relationship and being there for each other. 
and respect other people's ideas and collaborate effectively. That is really fundamental of how you build a great company. Not only just have a wonderful family, but that itself is very important. Yeah, because you got to combine them. And, you know, because I, I see a lot of times people go into the business and they, they spend all their time and then their family is not, time is not in. And uh, you got to be able to balance it out. And yeah. for us, we work together and we still go off and have our good dinners and stuff. But, but yeah, I think the basic of that, having the family is communication and communicating on purpose, always asking them how did, how did they like it or do they like it? And then um, I think uh, one for me, one thing is like I learned is like, you know, you got to have a goal, a purpose and communicate it and say for us is to have satisfied customers with high quality products and they're going to give us exchange, which is money and tolerance. And I do ask the employees, are you kind of, how do you like that? Oh, that sounds great. Okay, well, let's let's do it. Then you develop your policies and uh, based on that purpose. And and uh, it's very powerful. It's very simple yet. It keeps it together and it keeps going. It keeps growing. That's awesome. Now, there's one thing I'm always curious is business name. How did the word Artscape came about? When you're creating, when you're making something, you're creating it out of nothing. Like in France, we're creating with different elements, plants, soil, decomposed granite, rocks, concrete, brick, flagstones. You're kind of painting a canvas like writing a song. It has all these different components and uh, it's creative. And you got to be able to think in sequences and put all those elements together so they communicate that song or that message or that something. And so I thought artscape because then it's it's the creation. And uh, plants, they're so good communicators. You talk to a plant and you treat it well and that plant talks to you and it has different colors. The plant just feels alive and happy and you're like, yeah, that's what we want. Right. And, uh, so you, when you paint a picture with different plants in a yard, it's, it's like a message. It's like they're communicating something. So I thought, you know, Florida's artscape, I said, yeah, because that's what we're doing. We're putting these elements together. And we're creating, therefore, it's like a song or a painting that you put together for somebody to enjoy. And I say, yeah, that sounds like a, a good thing. Artscape, the ability to create and communicate. So I say, yeah. So that's how it kind of came about. I mean, it's like you look at the soil or people's yard as your canvas. And every stroke as a brush for you is every plant or any flowers, whatnot, when you put into the soil that becomes a painting and artwork that all of us can enjoy, not just the homeowners, but also neighbors and pedestrians. There, there you go. Yeah, it always has a purpose. Why you're doing what you're doing is an investment for the customer, yet is for you to enjoy it. We have all kinds of different situations, you know, because some people, they buy the house, they just want to sell it, flip it. So they just, oh, just clean it and da 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 There's people who they're going to live there and they want, it, they want to enjoy it. Right. Sometimes been a long time and now they they want to just come home from work and have their or paradise or oasis and have a relaxing area or some people they have a kid a dog and it's important for them to be safe and have their space and stuff so there's all kinds of different scenarios people want to save water they don't want to have all the trimming and the blowing and the grass cutting they just want to keep it simple aesthetic clean a few drought tolerant plants and then that's 
that. So we got to be able to think, okay, what is going to make the person feel good and enjoy? Because that's what we live for, to enjoy what we have. And what we have is supposed to make us happy. So it goes a little bit of communication, you know, to put it together, but it works. We know how to do that. That's awesome. Floors are escape offers both hardscape and softscape. When it comes to homeowners, how do you help them go through the design process of their outdoor space? We have a set of questions to find out what they like and don't like, what, what do they really need and what do they want and um, what's important, what's not important. And uh, we get all that information from them so we can actually then provide or help them with what they really need and want. And it takes, like I say, good communication and, and back and forth pictures or questions, or, and then we'll help them do that. So then a lot of times they ask us, what about this? If we do this, then we kind of, we, we tell them and advise them, you know, that's not a good idea. This is a good idea. What do you think? And that kind of stuff. So we go over that on our first initial consultation. And so we just kind of go over back and forth. Oh, this is a shady area. So we're going to need this type of plants over here. It's, it's sunny. And uh, all those little points uh, we take into consideration so we can actually come up at the end with, with what they need and want and make sure that their investment is correct. That's really good. I'm sure you guys encounter clients who may not have a strong vision, mainly because they don't know what they don't know. And they may have some picture they pin somewhere and they say, hey, I like this picture. But they have different images not relate to each other and may not seem coherent in terms of how that would come together. How do you help them to get to the place where the vision really come together? A couple of things. We asked them, what, what is the purpose? What are they trying to achieve? And they go, okay. And then clearing that up, then it's easier to kind of develop something for them. Or what is the thing they hate about their yard that they just don't feel comfortable or good? Then, okay. And then we can offer, okay, well, what would you like to have? With that, questions and surveys, they kind of, we kind of give us an idea and then we'll come up with something and go, well, we can do ABC. And then what do you think? And then they either say yes or not. Or sometimes they ask for a design. Okay, well, let's do a design. So and see how it looks in paper and stuff. So they can actually get a feeling for it. Because you're, you're, you're right, there's some guys, they have a hard time visioning anything. And as much as you explain it to them, they, they can't see it. That's part of our process and to understand that. And then also then how do we fulfill that lack of vision so they have an idea so we can help them at least have a, a, a prevision of what is it going to look like and why. And then once we extract that, then we'll, we'll design it. And then it ends up, most of the times ends up well. That's great. Now, due to COVID, many homeowners are interested in expanding their home space with their outdoor living space. So what are some trends that you're seeing now? Now with this COVID-19, a lot of people, I guess, realized that they had a backyard and uh, and a patio and they needed some help. But I think trending, a lot of fences, we've been doing a lot of fences because they wanted privacy and a lot of hedges to create some privacy. Patios, a lot of concrete patios, the barbecue, and a lot of plantings, a lot of people are doing plantings. I think plants, it makes you relax. It, it adds life to your curb, to the, your backyard. We've been doing a lot of plants, a lot of plantings. Now, you know, whole species of like water drought tolerant plants are coming out and they're beautiful. And those 
is being on a good trend on drought tolerant planting, plants that attract nature, butterflies, and sometimes people like bees. There are plants you you do that they're drought tolerant plants, uh, California native plants. You plant them and they're they're beautiful, gorgeous. They don't need a lot of maintenance. But training wise, it's been like um, hedges, privacy, curb appeal, and then just making it nice for the dog and, and the kid. We've been doing a lot of hardscape on patios and decks. Seems like a new something that they're building decks in front of the house in the back. Then they set up their table, their coffee table, and it, and it looks great. They kind of bring in the, the, the inside out to the house, extending another living room. But in this case, they put the, the fire pit, the barbecue, or the wooden deck. And then they mostly is like drought tolerant plants. So they don't, they still have the aesthetics and the value of the house with minimal maintenance. That's kind of been like the trending thing that is being going on right now. And do you expect to see the trend continues? I think so, yes, because a lot of people are working out from home. They need that um, safe, relaxing space. And because it's their house, they can, it's not the, the office. They want to have that feeling of, uh, it's not an office, but it is, but then you can enjoy it at the same time. And I think it's, it's going to keep expanding on that. I think it's going to be trending a lot still this for the 2021 when you mentioned earlier of will people begin to realize that they have backer and I'm one of them. <laughs> it's one of those, most of us come home after work and you just go through them routine, spend time mostly indoor. And on weekends, we tend to go elsewhere. But now being at home, you do discover your home backyard. You do discover the, the beauty of the plants and the birds, the butterflies coming in, enjoying the space just as much as you do. And that's oh. just fantastic. Oh, just when you mentioned it, was like, yeah, that's true. And you mentioned how not only relaxes you, but also provides the fresh air, which we all need right now. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, if you add your little water feature, then you add a little bit of water sound to the picture, then um, you enjoy it. And then hopefully soon we can gather together families coming over without breaking the protocol on sanitation and all this kind of things. But I think until then, creating... And making something new is very therapeutic to the mind, to the spirit, to the body, to to not let any of these conditions, you know, kind of bring us down in any way um, emotionally. So I'll tell you, if you have plants and you go and talk to them and water them, and I mean, they'll they'll talk back to you. They're they're happy. And I think we should do that. We should do that. It's part of living, nature. That's what we do in landscaping. You kind of get the nature part into the house with the uh, drip systems to save water, the plants. Sometimes you add a little bit of natural grass and the rest could be artificial grass or just very low maintenance ground covers. And it's still nature with a few stones in the middle and it's just, you enjoy it. And the, and the maintenance is minimal. That's wonderful. Now, what's the best time for homeowners to start planning getting their landscape done? Well, things change. It used to be that people will spend more home like the holidays and then the spring will come and people will get ready in the spring to for the plantings and the new grass and the new plants and, and all everything starts growing again. But for us living in California, it's like summer all year round. So, you know, we're busy year round because 
it's not like the East Coast where the, the snow or the cold comes and then nothing grows. Here is like, it doesn't matter. California, it just keeps going 24 seven, 12 months uh, around. And it's just like, uh, for us, we notice that uh, it's a matter of when do you want to start enjoying your housing and, and changing it and, and making it better. I think for that, it's a matter of decision and saying, okay, why wait? Let me, life sometimes is too short. Let me do the things that are going to make me feel good. And, you know, use it as an investment because it's an investment. Improving your landscape is an, is an investment to your house. And you, you got to be able to think with that too. You're investing in it for the future. Usually at planting, it's good to start uh, again in the in the spring where everything starts growing. But there's so many plants. If you know how to plant them, you can plant them and have them ready so they develop in the spring and just bloom in the in the summer. But there's plants that bloom in the in the in the winter. So you got to know what kind of climate you're in, what type of soil you have, what is the effect you want to create, and what are you going to use your space for. Yeah, but I think it's a matter of um, taking a look at your house, doing a survey, and going, okay, what can I improve? Uh, if I do that, okay, will that improve the value of the house? Is it going to make my family happy, uh, maintenance-wise? Uh, what is it going to do for me? And I think people should be able to do that on a monthly or yearly basis and go, okay. And we have customers, they do that. They call us every other year. And now I have this and I have that and they love it. That's how you create life. You have to change it. So you can go like, yeah, you know, I'm alive. I'm changing it. I'm making it better. And I think we should all do that. Otherwise you go the other way around. You go, oh, I'm dying, nervous. I don't know what to do. And And then you deteriorate your health, your emotions, everything. Same thing with the house. A house is like a person. You be in communication with it. Clean it, carry it, improve it. And, and you always, always will have life in it. And so that, that's our viewpoint. So we kind of inject life through the landscaping so we can make happier people. I love it. Inject life into landscape. You mentioned earlier about investment. My limited knowledge, I know landscape can impact the property value. What is it about the landscape that is able to impact the property value? Well, if we are able to install an irrigation system that you you do have an irrigation system that is going to save you water and you still have all your plants healthy, very, very valuable. If you have plants that require not as much maintenance and trimming, but they still look lush and beautiful, it's great. If you have uh, lighting, safety, or just uh, aesthetics, it's important. Then you can appreciate also your landscape by, at night. And of course, you have healthy plants, healthy grass. If you're gonna sell your house, then you have all those in perfect conditions. Of course, the value is there. And then you should 10 to 15% of the uh, value of the property, the landscape. So um, if it's in place and it's functional and it's aesthetic, then of course it maintains a better value or it doesn't decrease. So it's important. That's good to know. You mentioned earlier about the drought resistance and as more homeowners are looking ways to lower their water consumption for their yards, how do they start having that conversation with you? But we can always do like a little analysis. Like the old homes, they, they have the regular 
sprinkler system. And those systems, they waste a lot of water, a lot of water. You know, once you turn those sprinklers on, it's like wasting a lot of gallons of water. Now we're getting people to use drip systems. And it's a whole new system that you install with your automatic timer. There's a drippers there, like a one gallon to, to an hour, or there's all kinds of different little measurements to install. And then some areas don't even need water because some plants, once they are established, they don't need water. So you got to know which ones are already established or when, or you can set up your timer in such a way to water at certain, like winter comes, people should be able to go to their timer and turn it off. They forget, so that it just goes and, and keeps watering. And there's a few basics on water conservation that uh, you can change in the, some of the plants, the irrigation from regular to a drip irrigation system, adjusting the timer. There's a few grasses that need less water than other grasses. So there's different things you can do to, to save water, but you definitely can. And I think we should have moved into water conservation without losing value or the aesthetics of the landscape. That makes sense. Thank you. I do do some gardening at home and I've been reading about gardening. I think there's a, a is there a trend with edible yards that people are planting edible plant vegetation so they can be more in touch with how they consume food in general? We've been building a lot of planters uh, in the backyards. Absolutely. And I think that's great because you have your organic vegetables. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of backyard uh, vegetable planters with irrigation. I think people should have them. They have their fresh uh, mint and oregano and cilantro and plus all the tomatoes and stuff like that. And it's, I tell you, if people did that, it will help them in many ways. One, you're getting organic food. Two, it kind of brings your stress level down. When you go there and work and look at the soil and plants and you pull out the few weeds and you get to see the, the fruits of the, uh, the vegetables, it's such a feeling. It's such a feeling when you plant a seed and you see it coming out and you know you did it and you're like, and then it has a purpose. I think people should do that more. We're doing a lot of planters now in the backyards with the irrigation system. It's great because they get to uh, cultivate and, and, and get their own produce. And uh, it's such a good feeling. And then the kids get involved in it too because they want to go and see the little tomato plant. They get connected to nature from that regard. And it's, and it's very therapeutic besides you're having healthy food. Absolutely. Growing up, my parents always had some sort of fruit trees in our backyard. And naturally, I always volunteered to water the plant so I can just <laughs> rip off the fruit and start eating it. <laughs> and I just love that feeling of how fresh, how nature is and able to nourish in such an incredible way. Totally. I will recommend people to do that. And uh, they will probably handle 30% of their stress just by having a problem of going out and seeing the plant and watering it. And then and then being able to reap the benefits by having fresh vegetables in their, on their table. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these days I'm competing with our neighbor squirrels who comes you know, to eat our vegetation much quicker than I can consume them. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, they do nets. And we do have to do a lot of times for for the raccoons and the yeah. squirrels. Yeah, part yeah. of our neighbor, they're, they're part of the community. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, what or what are the top five things to think about when they're embarking on renovating their landscape? Now we have so many ways to do research on a company or a business. And I would call, you know, one or two or take a look at their web pages. Do they have a license? Are they insured? Do they have an office? Just because it's, it's, it's an investment. So it's important to know who you're dealing with. Uh, it's your money. So it's good to be dealing with somebody who has the insurance, the, the license. Customers are very important. And communication is one of our key ingredients. If you call a business and you don't get a call back or you get it in a week, then people, especially nowadays, the speed, it's important because we're, we're all busy doing things. So I think if somebody values their customers, they will be in communication with them uh, right away and answering their questions. So that would be another point to take into consideration. And then also you have things in writing. It's important because a lot of times you go into a contract and then if you don't put it in writing, they're going to be, I thought you said, and that was not what I asked for. I thought it was going to be the other one, not this one. It's important to have things in writing and agreed upon. Sometimes there are certain hiccups that come up that you got to be able to work out too. But I think if you're a professional, yes, let's have a license, let's promote Let's communicate. Let's put it in writing. And then fourth thing is like, let's make sure that we are all clear on what we're going to do. A lot of times people should do sketches. Even if it's not a, a big plan, then do a sketch with some notes and stuff and both agree on it best as you can. And that erases a lot of confusions. And um, Towards the end, it will be important to also, once you finish a project, you know, do a walkthrough of everything and make sure the customer is happy and satisfied so they can release the last payment based on satisfaction and the person's happy. I think those are five things I would recommend customers to keep in mind. Test the company on their, on their communication bank. If they can answer an email in 24 hours, 72 hours, then that project is going to be the production, the delivery or the execution of the project is also going to probably have the same kind of problems. I think it's very, very important because customers are important and, and they really what matters because there is their home, is their investment, and we're here to make it better and help them. And I really appreciate how customer centric you are and looking for ways to help them to enjoy their space and thinking from their view and their perspective, their lifestyle, how they want to live their space. We sometimes run into customers that the company came and and they were trying to enforce their own viewpoint with and not taking into consideration your viewpoint. And uh, of course, it could be a technical point on why it's not going to work the way you have it. But, you know, it should be explained to them. But a lot of times it's like... Um, lacking the ability to communicate it just generates so many problems because then they're like you're not understanding me yes i did no you didn't and i said this no, i said this and then um and i think businesses should be able to communicate and understand the customer 
because that's what that's the business. You earn trust and uh, because you can communicate and you got to be honest about it and communicate that. Things come up, but if you're honest, then you, you can always work it out. But if you don't, then you're always going to be cutting corners or hiding things. And then you end up like a lot of contractors and owners end up in such a problem. And it, uh, it doesn't need to be that way. You know, we have so many good reviews because at the end, that's part of one of our things. We make sure that the customer is happy and satisfied with their high quality product. And then they want to give us reviews. And I say, sure. I mean, that's, yeah, that's how we keep finding good people. When good people work together, they're bound to have a good results. And that really? cycle continues. That's how it's supposed to be. Now, I'm sure there are young people who are interested in going into the landscape business. What would you advise them? That, that's great because nature, it's, it's amazing. And if you can work to make it better and organize it, which is what we do, we're reorganizing elements, I think it's great because like it or not, we're expanding into new territories, into the mountains, into the desert, into this, into that. And we need artistic people like being responsible for, for that part of life. So, yeah, to dream and, and dream to have nature integrated into our expansion. And of course, communication is such a key ingredient for every reason in any business. And um, uh, it's important to, to have the ability to give and receive communication and bring about understanding, which is possible. And then organize. You got to be organized because a lot of times when you're lacking your organizing skills, you end up so overwhelmed and then it's hard to produce because everything's in your head and everything's on the desk and everything's backlogging. Organizing, and, and that just means putting things in sequence to accomplish something. It goes for every project. It goes for your life. It goes for your career. But if we're going to have people coming into that, I think it's great because you're dealing with plants, you're dealing with hardscape material, organizing them. And then the main thing would be what they're doing is they, they're creating something to people to see or enjoy, and it has to have a purpose of why you're doing it. And if you can think with that, the rest is secondary, you know, then you can always work it in whatever way. And then, of course, there's finances and legal stuff that's important to get the basics of it because no matter where you are especially in LA there's a lot of legal stuff and in finances that it's important to to have to run the business and and keep running it otherwise you're going to feel sometimes you fail just because you were so good at your creativity but then you were lacking your organizational skills and then you feel like you fail oh, I'm not a good landscape. no you are good you just Maybe you need to expand on your organizing and communication skills. Most of the people who are being trained, they focus on the artistic part, but that the business operation has never been taught unless you go specifically to business school like your son did. But that itself is so important to have the balance of artistic, but also operations. Uh, yeah. I invite people to my office at Glassville Park, but I have something that's called an organizing board. And uh, that organizing board gives all the functions and um, the things that you need to do to end up with a good product. And I have it on the wall. And I usually invite people to see it because I like to share the knowledge. 
I buy them off and say, take a look at how I am organized. And it's uh, 21 departments and um, each department, it's into a division. So there's seven divisions and each division has three departments. And like, for example, division seven, that's in charge of setting the goals and making sure that all the legal stuff is, is in and, and the expansion of it going. And then I have the next division is division one that's in charge of HR and communications and all that kind of stuff. Then I have the next division, which is marketing and sales. So I have people for that. Then I have a division that's called treasury that handles all the invoicing and the receipts and the collecting, paying, and all that kind of stuff. Then I have a division that's called technical division. That division is, is in charge of delivering the project. That's where all the production happens. All the crews and, and materials, supervision. And then I have a division that's called quality control. And they make sure that, that the customer is happy that if one of my guys doesn't know how to do something to get trained, so he knows how to handle the irrigation or whatever he's going to be in charge of. And the last division is how do you get new customers? And that's just, you know, public relations and, and, um, and different things that go with that division. So, so that's been helping me to kind of run, you know, I used to do everything myself, but now I have people in those divisions that I manage for them to do. And, um, and, compare that to a personal life you know like if a person doesn't have goals well same thing a business doesn't have goals is going to have a hard time if he doesn't know his legal things and he's going to get into trouble hr personnel personally if he doesn't know how to make new friends then he's going to be lacking some power in the future because he's going to end up by himself personally if a person doesn't know how to sell himself same thing if a, if a business doesn't know how to sell it would not go too long treasury division, you know, a person needs to know how to manage his money or he'll end up like with so many bills and then it's going to be not easy to handle. So that personally, you got to be able to do that. And a person needs to be able to produce a product or service and exchange it with life, with others, so he can earn some money. And that's my production division. And the person he needs to produce. And quality to me, like a you got to be able to correct yourself and learn new things yourself as a person every day. It's not because you went to school, now you're educated. That's awesome. But you, it's a continual learning as you go because life demands out of you that you better learn or you're going to fall behind. And I learned all those basics and then how to get new customers. And uh, I learned those basics and I've been applying them to the business and it's, it's, it's been working. That's why I recommend that people learn communication skills. And then a lot of times you don't find places where you can learn that because a lot of times, you know, well, how, what, what does that mean? Do I just talk? Well, I've been talking, but nobody listens. So they think I'm crazy or they disagree with what I said. Well, communication, it has three parts that I learned. It's called components of understanding. And I learned that and it's very powerful because then it helps you to bring about understanding. And that's been helping me on my sales, dealing with my employees and with everything. And it's been empowering me just to being able to bring about understanding. And it feels good, you know, because you can respect people, you can understand them, you can help them. And that's valuable. But yeah, basically those three things, they're 
technical staff, their license, their communication, and their organizing. Then anybody can accomplish anything. Wow. You're so impressive. I learned just so much from you in this short conversation. Oh, good. Good. Grace, that's awesome. Learning is, it's, it's power. It's, um, but you got to be able to listen like you did. And then I'll talk and then, um, yeah. And I think having the ability to exchange those ideas, you can, anybody can learn anything. I have helped many different business owners, not only in landscaping, but in different fields with the same knowledge. It just applies differently to what they do. Thank you. Well, it's been incredible speaking with you and learning from you. I know people probably want to learn more. So how would they get in touch with you? We have our webpage and we had the social media, floridsrscape.com. They can go through that. We have our phone number there. We, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on all the social media. But Flores Arscape Incorporated, then you punch it in. It'll lead you to, to the webpage or Facebook, and then you can contact us. People would like to come and I always welcome them and show them. I say, yeah, you can use it. You can learn. Because like I said at the beginning of the interview, you know, you're, you're only valuable as you can help others. Absolutely. Well, Ramadal, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Revivify Podcast. And I truly enjoy it enormously from you. And I hope for the listeners, you enjoy hearing from Ramadal Flores of Flores, Arscape. Thank you very much, Grace. It's an honor. And thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time. Brought to you by Bayrap.